Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey, fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is bass slapping friendly Angus Troscott. And we are, uh, we are at Angus's. It's his first live bass gig. He's been uh, practicing bass for six weeks now. Open mic night. Uh, I've got to say, just a full disclaimer, uh, you know. A lot of good talent came up on the stage tonight. Yeah, well, you didn't. You weren't aware that it was a comedy. Or, no, I thought it was. I was night. the booker. You know, I thought I, I, when I spoke to the booker, he was. The language he used made me believe that perhaps I was the only performer tonight, and so I got a bunch of T-shirts made and a bunch of posters made. And well, let's just say, uh, hey, if you want to buy a poster, if you want to buy a T-shirt, send us an email at heyfam at gmail.com, heyfampodcast at gmail.com. We've got a lot of stock left over. Um, Interesting that they'd use a bass player as the in-between act. I found that kind of, you know, bold on their part, but also perhaps good on my terms. So that, you know, I'm the most present person, therefore perhaps I'm the one they're going to remember most when they go home tonight. I don't know. Um, just so Some everyone, people from the crowd's words, not mine. Everyone at home can, uh, you know, just get, get, a, get a taste of what you, what you laid down tonight. You want to give them a few slaps? Yeah, it was like... Like a lot of that And then just variations on that basically And it was good Still haven't got an amp yet Which I think was a big kind of They promised amp uh, There was a miscommunication along the way Ampless But also I think sometimes It doesn't matter what you hear It's just what you see in the passion And look there was a bit of blood From my forefingers That's all I'm saying Cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, staying, sticking around after your gig to uh, record an episode with us. No, it's good. I mean, I might do this for a couple more weeks, but you might need to get another host later. Co-host later. <laughs> this bass thing's really going to take you places. Yeah, bass is back in a big way. We've got a special guest tonight, Angus. Yeah, we haven't had a special guest for a whole week, and whole we feel like let's just get one back. It was good because we don't want we don't like talking with to each other because we do it all throughout the cool. week. All so you want to talk about is bass. All I want to talk about is I want to get in that mo- I want to own bass podcast. I want to talk about the licks. I want to talk about all those four strings. I want to talk about what each of them means to you. I'll give you till the end of the episode to think of a good name for your bass podcast. Yeah, my pool podcast didn't take off. No, the deep end. <laughs> Angus had a, uh, a podcast called the Deep End about swimming. That, it's all uh, about swimming. And it didn't one take episode off. never, 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 never got recorded. Off. But I'm looking tonight. I'm thinking of. Uh, the, ba- the bass strings are the top four strings of like a regular. No, that's the problem. I'm thinking of it as a regular guitar. We can I'll check in. We can check in on this later. 
our guest tonight. It just sucks because bass clef is called bass clef and not treble. Opposite of treble. Here, come, here comes the opposite of treble. I don't know. Something like that. That's the name of your bass podcast? Opposite of treble maker. Something oh, like wow. That. Opposite of treble maker. There Why don't you just call yourself the treble maker? And then every because treble's <laughs> not there. Yeah, no. I'm on, on bass, baby. All right. If you uh, have any good names for uh, Totally Angus's addicted to dot, dot, dot with Angus Truscott. I'm into it. I think that's it. Great. Yeah. Our guest tonight is the entertainment editor for IGN. She's one of the co-hosts of the uh, IGN AU podcast. Uh, the podcast, if I The podcast, that's the, right. Yeah. Sorry, I fucked it up. Even though we're in a pub recording a <laughs> podcast, you think that I would uh, put those two words Maybe together. Maybe we legally weren't allowed to use that term <laughs> right now. Her name is Lucy O'Brien. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are legally... I think maybe it was... We stole it from someone Oh, good. Else? Well, I, I... You know, I, I've definitely seen Pubcast somewhere else. I mean, it's a... It's, it's a kind very, of the it's natural a clever, It's evolution. a clever evolution. Yes. It's a beer in a hand. Hey, we've hit record. Whoa. What That's happens right. next is up to downloads um, and libs in. <laughs> yeah, I just... I love our chats when we're having a beer. We, someone should just start recording those and we'll put them up for some other people to listen to. Yeah. What is us just jamming conversation? <laughs> It's totally with a beer. Just riffing. Just yeah. riffing. Beer, beer makes me more creative, man. A beer like, I, You know, I just, I, it's, it's just top of the dome stuff when it's I'm, um, when I'm on the brewskis. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like why we got you on here tonight. You know, we got your rap sheet. And we're like, yes, yes, yes. That all checks out. But what are, what about after a beer? Like, let's, let's flip that on its head. And, it's you know, wild. Let's, let's burst through some ceilings tonight. So Lucy um, has uh, made, made, uh, made the press... <laughs> outside of her own press a couple times this, this year. Um, Madethepress.com. That's right. That's a, Angus's um, press podcast. Uh, <laughs> press podcast. Uh, Looking for some uh, Patreon. <laughs> Support us right now. You know, we haven't got past episode one, but... None of your other podcasts have. No. Except they're the all, they're all one episode wonders. In um, a way, some of the best podcasts are only ever one episode. Something I tell myself. Well, this one's like, what, 50-something now? Yeah, 58, I think. Anyway. Hey, well the, uh, done. Well done, boys. <laughs> The, uh, the the big, the biggest story that you uh, have been uh, attached to this year is uh, a, a disgusting backlash to uh, a pretty nice review you wrote of a game that we liked about as much as you did, Uncharted 4. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that is... Petition-inducing, I would call it. <laughs> yes, there was a petition. I would petition. call it petition-inducing. It was petition-inducing. Um, what's, what's really interesting and annoying is that, you know, for... For many years, I've Googled myself, as we all have. We all do. Um, And, you know, I've always come across this this amazing music writer called Lucy O'Brien, who is based in the UK, and she's written some amazing sort of feminist text uh, around uh, pop pop icons, like female pop icons, like Madonna. Yeah. Um, And she has her own Wikipedia page, and she is just amazing, and I can't fault her, but she is also my worst enemy because, because she is your SEO she, she is, yeah she is my yeah. SEO nightmare she has yeah. my name um, but I will say <laughs> the one good thing about the whole Uncharted thing is that uh, it really uh, increased my personal <laughs> SEO I was about to say is, your, is she so, now starting to go hang on who's this other yeah my SEO nightmare she you should have started pay- a petition for her to change her name yeah it's true. Well, you know, maybe a little, uh, a little, stop little cheeky PS Patreon. What if, uh, PS Games, yes. PS Games PS and a petition games. for her to stop using her own name. I, I really like that you picked up on the fact that it was a petition against Lucy O'Brien from IGN. Uh, PS to, Games. To stop reviewing Oh, you PS can do games. Nintendo, you can do Xbox, you can do PC. You can do anything. You can do comics, you can do films. 
PS games, uh, they're ours. But also as if people like casually call them PS games. No, not even Sony calls a, them. I'm, I'm guarantee you at the head office at Sony in Japan, no one calls them PS <laughs> no, games. No, no, you, you guys misread it. He said it was a petition for Lucy to stop reviewing PS games. games. Uh, but for those, I mean, let's introduce the, uh, the, the, the concept of the review for those mm. who may not know it. Um, you reviewed Uncharted 4 when it came out, what, May this year, I think? Like, early this year. They, they it was said, one know, of the many big overhyped Sony like, games this year that, that had a weird backlash, even though it was just a fine game. It was a straight-up fun platformer. Um, it was the go. end of a beloved series. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it was had many delays. And, and Naughty Dog kind games. of got this special relationship with Sony too, where they're like one of, I th- I'd say, like three to four companies who are the only like second party developer for Sony and no one else is. Like they're in a kind of weird special space where there's... They're the, the, the Pixar of, play, of PS they games. They kind of are. They, they are, are the, the Pixar. They are the Pixar of that's, that's PS That's the games. best analogy we could have. They are PS games, Japan, Tokyo, <laughs> care of PS. Uh, they're, 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 they're Pixar. That's a great analogy. <laughs> and so... Uh, Uncharted 4 got delayed like seven times or something. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Came out What's almost it for that multiplayer? Said no one ever. Oh, I actually quite enjoyed the multiplayer, which was, was something that I did mention in the review. But please continue the the the, the history of the game. <laughs> of course, um, when it finally came out, um, I guess it was. It's one of those games where uh, when we when we spoke about it on the show, I loved the story of it so much that. When you actually have to play the game, I almost got frustrated. We were fans of the franchise as well. Like we Absolutely, played one to three a bunch of times, no, and it was no, kind no, of like be, be, be truthful. Like we were big fans of, of Sully. We're, oh, we're yeah. big. Victor Sullivan I mean, we is the, spoke the, with, uh, goes Naughty like Mario, Victor Sullivan. I, 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 I pitched games to Artie about like Arnie, Sorry about uh, basically Animal Crossing ripoffs where you designed a Sully shirts for a year in a sweatshop, and I thought that would be an amazing. It's genius. It needs no, to be an app. It needs to be something, and then you could send those t-shirt designs to the game, and Sully would be wearing them, smoking fat ass cigars, <laughs> and just. But no, we came to the game as loving fans, and you know, we played as it. I'm sure Lucy did too when you yeah. reviewed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Like it was. Um, it, it's a series that I sort of. Well, I didn't, I didn't grow up with it, but it was... You we know, all grew up with PS games. We all came to PS games later. I certainly grew up um, with Naughty Dog because, uh, of Crash course, Baby, they were... Crash. You know, uh, it was Crash and, and, and Jack and Jackson. Jack and, Jack and, you know, all of these amazing PS games. And, um, <laughs> Love those PS games. I mean, So many great PS games. Where do you get a PS game from these days? That's what I'm wondering. I think the people listening right now are going, where do I get a PS game? What's the answer? <laughs> I can imagine a lot of old people walk into uh, EB Games uh, stores around, around, the, around the country and ask that PS very game. question. I need that PS game right now or uh, I'm uh, getting a bad cross next to my name this Christmas. I don't know. But no, yeah, it was, um, you know, absolutely uh, I was a, a big fan of, this, uh, of the series and I, I played the HD, re- the HD yes. collection uh, right before, great primer. Yeah, knowing that I, I was go going to review Uncharted, great uh, primer and good development crew who did that too. The uh, Austin team, who's the people who did that? In, oh, I forget the name. Sony, of it. <laughs> PS game, <laughs> PS games. <laughs> no, there was a team in particular. They're an Austin team. They did a bunch of all the. They did like the Metal Gear Solid remasters. They were, they were blue something. We spoke about it with Arnie Mayo right, on right, that right. episode. Yeah, they were great. They, they're basically that. like your remaster motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely, but was, you know, you know. It was also just an amazing sort of way to revisit the original trilogy, I suppose, 
without having to dig up your old consoles. And at the time, Uncharted 1 was like one of the most graphically amazing. It was, I remember when the incredible. PS3 was shown off yeah, and it was like, it was and everyone was like, oh my God, that's real time yeah. lighting, real time shadow. Like it was in, it's still to this day like a very technically impressive game. Yeah. And on top of that, you have the, the voice acting, you have the make direction, you have the great production. And it's just kind of like, it's always been a tight ship. Yeah, so, yeah. So Uncharted 4 comes out. You're probably one of the first reviews to, to come out on the IGN site. Yeah. Your name attached to it, and you give it like what, like eight point eight or something like that. Well, that's right. I mean, so we we just actually we just started doing our um, review and progress scoring. Right. So I think I was the second review to go live that had a review and progress. And is that score. worldwide? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how long is usually? What this is something I've always wondered. What's how long does it go from a review and progress to the here we are? Like, is it is it how long's a piece of string? Like, or? um, well, it's basically until the game. Second question: How long is a piece of string? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> first question. <laughs> it's basically until the game, um, until we or the reviewer can experience the game in its entirety as it is meant to be experienced at launch. So like when servers go online for multiplayer, yep. when certain things so become available. That's yeah, exactly that's what right. I thought. Cool. So as soon as as we can actually play the game... The trade and copy of the game. Yeah, the trade yeah. copy that is available to consumers. You can give a fair... And, yeah. and play everything. So that does mean servers have to go live. Sure. Um, and that's so no multiplayer game will be played... Uh, will be reviewed at IGN until the servers go live. And that wasn't a thing that existed five years ago, probably. Like, this is a kind of more of a modern thing in the yeah. sense that, like, back in the day, you could set a cartridge. But well, five years was very generous. More like ten years, you could set a cartridge to somebody. They could get a good indication of a game. Yeah. Now it's like, no, you're playing... The you world know. of games reviews is evolving alongside <laughs> games themselves. PS games. Uh, PS games. games. That's a beautiful statement, Lemons. Yes, but it's yeah. That's 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 basically the rule of thumb yeah. when reviewing. Which yeah. is fair. Which is so fair, especially yeah. as a consumer. Yeah. So um, your your work in progress score, review in progress score was yeah. was eight point eight. And uh, and it was based on um, I'd played the single player campaign almost twice, so I'd given sure. up just so that. Well, I hadn't given up, but I'd I'd sort of finish him on my second playthrough about. Four chapters from the end. Right. So, yes, I played one and a chunk. One and a lot. Yes. Yeah, right. And so, immediately, you were met with angry, angry, 100% male complaints online saying that you should be banned from reviewing PS 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 games. PS games. games. And there is, in fact, um, one of the first things that comes up when you Google your name, as I'm sure you know, is a petition. One of the first things that comes up is a petition. Um, um, And and they were aiming for 1,000 signatures. And so far, all they've got is 48. So far, they've got 48. And and what was amazing was the... What's the uh, scoring? I actually have it saved here. We can... The ultimate goal for the... 1,000. was 1,000. It was 1,000, wasn't it? Yeah. 48 is still pretty good. And there's uh, one highlight. I don't know what a highlight means, but there's 28 comments. Well, what I did like is that there, there were several people who signed up just to comment. And some and, and and you know a lot of the comments were this this is absolutely ridiculous. And, That's great and and, and, and it's great for you. What not for it, PS what games? Is, not not, yeah, not for, for not for PS games. No, there were yeah there was a petition and it, it you're right it was definitely a uh, significantly SEO friendly headline when you Google my name. <laughs> yes. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, things like this are always very... Uh, I think when I first started working at IGN, it, it was a bit Which of a... Which was when? Uh, it was 2012 when sure. I first joined. Yeah, May 2012. Um, 50 years ago. 50 PS games are just a glimmer in, uh, just a, you know, in uh, yeah, Japan's right. eye. <laughs> like, one day we'll do a PS oh, game. No, all IGN reviewed was Abacuses back then. Yeah. And uh, weird card games. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's been a while. And when I started, I was in my, you know, I was younger. But I'd, be, I'd been writing about games for for quite a, quite a while. Sure. Um, but I still wasn't used to dealing with an audience the size of IGN. So like IGN's, like IGN's comments are famous that there is, like, I'm sure you're aware of the Facebook page, Humans of IGN Comments. Which is, is a ripoff of Humans of New York, is which there, I love. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really? know I've Humans no of IGN has, comments. No one has ever shown me this. And I it's, had no idea that this existed. Well, to the point, I think someone from IGN or someone who is somebody who cares about IGN writers' feelings runs it because it literally highlights the most repulsive, the most barrel scraping. Right, like right. It's, it's fantastic. It'll be literally like somebody well, like. Me no like game. I hate girl. Me love play. and it's just like it'll highlight that. And it's just yeah, it's a fantastic. It's one of my favorite Facebook pages. Like I, I thought it was like common knowledge, but that's where I get a lot of gear from. Because I would I would say I would put IGN in the same way that I would say like Triple J is definitely for that. In Australia, so similar. It's like you know you. It's so important to you when you are certain um, age, a time and a, a place, age, nostalgia. A time and a place. It's how you get into something to begin with. Yeah. And IGN, I feel like began as that equivalent. For people video gaming in America. Yeah. IGN 64, that was my gateway. I remember and reading about Rogue Squadron as a demo for N64 before it switched to the GameCube. Like, yeah. I've been there, I remember 99, I was on IGN, like surfing that shit up hard. But IGN, like Triple J, has grown so much, in, especially has, in, yes. in recent years. But also, years. their demo hasn't changed. So, like, they'll still be making content for a particular demo while the original fans move on. And then they're kind of like, going, oh, this is not what I remember. And it's like, yeah, well, everything's actually changed. Like, yeah. That said, I'm 31 and I reckon 50% of the podcasts I listen to that aren't my own um, uh, are all IGN ones. Yeah. So, you know, I'm clearly not the target demo. Or maybe I am. I don't even know. Am I, am I the target demo? Do oh, you yeah, write with the, my no, face no, in no, your you, mind? As you, you are definitely the target demo. I mean, you know, fr- from a sales perspective. <laughs> um, I don't buy games. <laughs> you know, I, I hear... I, 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 we, we are sort of target demo from a sales... Again, like, the, the target demo from an editorial perspective is, is, is bro- as broad as I... As, sure. As I, you know, I would love to imagine it's, it's very, very broad. And it, certainly we've definitely had... We've got more... Uh, women uh, coming onto IGN than we ever had uh, in the last maybe say five or five or so years, um, but yes, uh, the the target demographic, uh, if you're talking sort of hard numbers, is 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 guys, I guess, age eighteen to thirty-four. Sure. So you fit very. Bingo. Let's get in there. You fit very squarely. <laughs> That's a bingo. In in that in that demographic, yes. So I wanted to talk to you about because it links into so many things that we talk about on Hey Fam week to week, be it video games, movies, particularly 
the our, our most complained about thing that we talked about on Hey Fam, the DC, DC movies. movies. Right. And the fam backlash to either to, to the idea that you can't criticize certain things in 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 there. I know this is a horrible, horrible discussion for you that no, you probably I love think it. Oh, you do love it? No, okay, I, cool. love it. I love as, it. This is a platform for you to unleash. Because this year more than any other time, I've never just been it's never been so easy just to see just privileged little assholes. Oh, yeah. Not even privileged, just opinionated assholes. I mean having having an opinion and the ability to express it is a it's, is it's own privilege. You're right. Yeah, but, yeah uh, no, you're right. But uh Yeah, like I mean I I, I just it's it's insane the amount of vitriol that you see like spit spat out against like, you know, critics for, for saying something sucks or saying something is good. Like for but taking the common sense to say the DCU is a complete <laughs> heaping travesty pile of like, you know, shit. We should what we should do, we should play the hate it or love it game. Which is a new game I'm inventing right now. Great. Let's talk about all the things that we talk about re- on recent episodes. Lucy can tell us if she hated it or love it. All right, it. all right. Yeah, no, I'd okay. l- let's do it. Suicide Squad. Hate it. No right. Man's Sky. Okay, so... Problematic hate it. It's a problematic hate. Are you guys fans of the game featuring 50 Cent? They have got a song called Hate It or Love It. So you can either say hate it, love it, or the underdogs on top. <laughs> What's the underdogs on top mean? If we pick that, is that like in the middle? Oh, it's just the next lyric. <laughs> you can say that. That's right. in the middle. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So No Man's Sky for me is the underdogs on, on top. top. Okay, cool. Hate it. You hate it? I finally yeah. played it. Uh, and you played an hour of it. As I think yeah, only, I, you, you've only played an hour too, right? I and I landed on the yeah. most godforsaken shit planet <laughs> where it took me 14 minutes to walk between any sort of thing. And I was like, not only that, and I told you this... On, my planet was a bright purple. The sky was bright red. That's gi- that, that's a horrible color. To, like I know it's randomized. Congratulations, <laughs> but also have someone design a level because this looks heinous. And I was like, I refuse to play this. Like it was not a, like coming off the back of not that it was coming off the back of, but a game the caliber of Uncharted Four, where this game is so tightly designed, so every kind of nook and cranny is well thought about. I was just like. I get it. You're a nice screensaver generator. Goodbye. Yeah, and uh, but I also like just before we continue with the game because I do want to continue with the game. I do also just want to mention that like No Man's Sky, the marketing for No Man's Sky it was it's incredibly out of, out of control and and considering. It's a it was a, it's an indie dev team that made 15 No Man's Sky. Strong yeah, team, right? Whereas like, you know Uncharted. Naughty Dog is is a is so a I think force Sony of is nature at fault with, if anybody. with millions of dollars b- behind it. PS games are a fault if anybody <laughs> for uh, really putting this thing up to be the end all be all. PS games are the problem. Would Continue. you say that Hello Games should stop making PS games? Oh, uh, did I see? Yeah, yeah. That, that's worry, another petition. I mean, I imagine that there have been actually quite a few. Uh, no Man's Sky People are trying to get fucking petitions. refunds. Yes, lots of refunds, yes. Well, you know what? This game wasn't the only game that I needed to buy for the rest are, of my life like I thought it was going to be. Not a lot, but there are a few promises made and well, none of them have seen I don't know. fruition yet. Well, just, again, I just think, you know, that it's been a, a, a sort of very sort of strange and, and um, very un- like almost unique case of an so indie unique. dev team... An indie dev team with a massive publisher behind them basically selling their game 
as a AAA title, or certainly the message was that of a AAA title. When a lot of it could uh, be that downloadable thirty dollar game, maybe. Yeah, which exactly, which of maybe. course, um, you know, with, with these E three things and, and and with the pressure, the insurmountable pressure uh, behind the, the 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 creative director uh, Sean Murray and, and behind the the dev team to to basically agree with Sony and say yes, this is this is going to be exactly A like what we promised in the E three trailer. I mean, it's you know, it's. Very tough, very tough sort of promises to live up to, and 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 ultimately, I'm I'm not surprised that 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 Hello Games couldn't live up to those promises. And ultimately, the underdogs on top. So, 2016's Ghostbusters. Oh wait, what are the, what are our three choices again? Loved it, lo- hated oh, it, or okay. loved it? Okay, lo- actually loved it. Uh, with time, Suicide Squad made me go made turned Ghostbusters from a the underdogs on top to loved it. <laughs> yeah. For me. I know you're you're, you're still definitely the underdogs on top. Underdogs on top. I thought it was a fine film. Uh, Having seen the Paul Feig WikiLeaks emails, I'm like, this film was made for the wrong reasons. He wanted to piss off a fan base in his words. And it's a fine film. It was okay. But I don't know. When I hear the word Ghostbusters, I'm always thinking of the original Ghostbusters. It was fine. I had a good time. But I won't watch it again. Like, there's no need to. Oh, I'd watch it if it was on a plane. I wouldn't. It's if a, I'd already seen it, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have complete faith in Paul Feig as, as a director, and I, I truly believe that he had the best of intentions when it came to this film. Um, and I don't think it was great. No, um, but movie. I don't. I certainly also don't think that it was um, that it was a disaster. And I, I think so. I, I laughed. I mean, as like a AAA. This is our ten pole film of the year. I think yeah, that was yeah. a big. Not because of the talent involved, but Ghostbusters was never. It was a movie about slobs, literally like rat. What do you uh, what do you call the people who get rid of pests in your house? Pest inspectors. Yeah, yeah. like slobby <laughs> pests and like taking on special effects and I think that was lost like I remember when the movie was coming out it's like now we're making those action heroes girls was a bit of a phrase thrown around but it was like they were never action heroes they were funny guys who were kind of schlobby balding not attractive but I do sort of feel like you know when you look at the cast of Ghostbusters you can see that translated like I do, f- I don't feel like you know. Hey, if, not only was it translated; they were in the movie. They fed, force-fed you all the original cast. No, but I mean, like you know, if it was a bunch of babes, then I feel like your argument would stand up a little more because sure. no, that makes it sense. wasn't just a, bu- a bunch of action hero like Lara Croft true. style. Sure, no, you're yeah, right. Yeah. That's do you know what I mean? True. Like yeah. the, you know, there was a, a significant degree of diversity in that cast that I sort of felt. I think where where Ghostbusters did fall down was. Um, was with its script, not with its, uh, yeah. not yeah. with its cast. And the cast were amazing. I think yeah. it, it, all the problems were Sony's fault. Yeah. yeah, the whole problem. They wanted a franchise to last, to rival Marvel's. They're not getting that. I don't think there's going to be a sequel, to be yeah. honest. Like, there, this movie's no, not there made won't back. be a sequel. Right. And it's just kind of a shame that there was kind of like... I, I, I do like Paul Feig a lot as a director, and I think Paul Feig is great at doing... I think Bride, Bridesmaids Incredible Freaks and Geeks is great. He's parody films, spy. Yeah. And I think this movie probably was handled by not handled by but was kind of spearheaded by perhaps the wrong reasoning to exist okay uh, bonus round who is worse Sony or Warner Brothers uh, Sony PS 
Yeah, Sony's, <laughs> Sony's, and not, no, forget Sony and Warner Brothers. Brothers. Sony Pictures or Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Oh, Sony Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. My yeah. God. <laughs> Sony know when they have a problem, which is why they went to Marvel to take Spider-Man. Like, Sony can admit a problem. I think that's kind of admirable. Warner Brothers are like, no, even though that deodorant I wear smells bad and everyone tells me at work, I'm, I'm wearing it 10 times as much because fuck them. But do you reckon, will Warner Brothers redeem themselves with um, spooky beasts and how to fuck them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love um, that. Uh, see, I don't think of Warner Brothers as big. Like, when I think of Warner Brothers now, Sally, I think exclusively of the, the Zack Snyder fuckverse, yeah. which is the DC. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine if one of the beasts within... The, that affable fellow is Zack Snyder within his suitcase. In It'll make a lot of sense. I, I, I want to have high hopes for... What's it actually called again? Filthy Beast and fucking... <laughs> Filthy fuck Beast him, and fucking fucking... Fuck him, I'm going to teabag this one. <laughs> I, lo- I love that movie franchise, but anything Harry, Harry to Potter. do with the DCU, I think... They're fucked it. They're fucked like, we it so get, We've got tweets this week by people saying, like, what's your problem with the DCU? Like, have you ever been to... There's this little site called Reddit. I don't know if you know about it. It's guys that usually, you know, have dicks. It's like, it's, it's quite a, yeah, it's, it's quite white. It's, kind of it's very white. Of, yes. It's a very white place. But there's an amazing thread on there, a forum or a subreddit rather, called the DC underscore, I think it's DC Cinematic. And in there is the largest amount of deniers I've seen since the last great European country, which was only decided by borders, crumbled. Like... People who have nothing, and that's just like the Kool Aid. There is so strong, and they're like, "This is the best franchise we've ever had." Those Chris Nolan movies were pieces of shit. Oh yeah, but and it's just like these people who have like maybe made a bet once. I like I'm trying to figure out where they're coming from, and they're like, "Oh, these are the end all and be all of cinema." Like, just wait, Zack Snyder. Like, it's just it's incredible, and I you should just dip in there once a week just to see. Like, if ever you feel a bit lost or deluded go there and you see these guys like tattooing quotes from a movie that's four weeks old on their chest and being like I believe in this oh that was like, like Lucy and I both went to the same um, uh, the opening night of, yeah. uh, of Suicide Squad oh of course and ev- um, event cinemas had asked me and Siobhan from Serious Issues to record like a, a podcast about yeah. just you know of people's reactions after the movie but, the, but as like, we went in they are like oh and by the way nothing critical only compliments about the movie and I was like fuck Hollywood what a why town. did I even bother coming <clears throat> so I, I, the movie finished and I, I walked out and I saw Siobhan and I was like there is no way in hell we are going to get anyone that liked this movie that was the that was worse than Batman v Superman it makes Batman v and Superman look like one of the I, I, I left that movie and I was like you know what Zack Snyder is a genius <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no, where's Zack Snyder's Oscar already yeah. like this guy yeah no, it's, it's 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 interesting. Like I made a little, uh, I, I made a tweet about um, how the recent like uh, Thor short, you know, that was released uh, on, uh, which is fantastic, as, as an extra so on Civil War, it's hilarious, I, which I it's thought was so funny, and 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 you and know, I'm glad I, they released that publicly outside of the yeah, Comic-Con yeah, and yeah, the event. yeah, so good, exactly. And so I sort of made a little tweet, uh, a gag about how that was so much funnier than the entire but it was Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad's the most humorless film but exactly and, and then it I was marketed as this laugh fest it's true but then I get I get these sort of you know these these DC sort of I don't know I don't want to I don't want to taint I don't want to taint anyone with the same brush but you do get these sort of incredibly passionate DC fans who really don't seem to be able to see 
the woods for the trees, you know, that, that are very sort of like, well, uh, Suicide Squad made a bunch of money. It so made 700 million dollars, I think. Yeah. But it's also like, but it's a terrible film. It is, it is a terrible film. It's it actually made, you a know, terrible it made, film. It, it made a, a, an awful lot of money, and, and there is no denying that. But it, it made uh, some money. It, it I mean, made, Star Wars no, it, it made, made awful it. money. It made, it made, it made awful, awful it made awful money. But I mean, Star Wars doubled that almost. Oh yeah, but internationally. It, you know, it had but a, I mean, it was a successful film. Like, there's no way it's that it's a success. Yeah, yeah the it's film a success. Cost, I mean, That's judging right. from those three sets, the film didn't cost that much to make. I don't know how much Jared Leto's ego cost, but they they didn't get their money's worth. No, Have you seen the really footage didn't. of him? So remember the rumor when we were speaking about it was him saying how much he was tricked into doing that film. When he was on the, uh, what they called 30 Days from Summer. No, 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Days from Summer. Same shit. <laughs> exactly. The, guy, the fact that the guy is in a band with numbers and days is very... It's a bit silly. 28 Days. Uh, the only band with numbers The footage and days came out of him recently with. being like, fuck him. Like, yeah. filmed to that camp. And it's just like, for a while, it was kind of being like, oh, let's treat this as tentative until it's confirmed. Like, it's all confirmed. He's just like, yeah, I was tricked into doing this role at... Um, I still don't understand why a grown man getting a fake tattoo of the word damage painted on his forehead daily was like, no, this is not the artistic <laughs> integrity I desired when accepting this role. Like, what a I piece know, that's of, it. Like, what a piece of shit. Like, what a piece did, of shit. But did he ever all sort of, like, did he ever actually think, no, of course he didn't because it's Jared Leto. Um, but you sort of like, the, the thing that blew my mind about at least Joker's aesthetic in Suicide Squad was that he was a character who sat with a tattoo artist who said I want the words ha 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 yeah the words ha 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 everywhere no 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 I mean like all over my left shoulder and I want damage on my forehead and also, I want you... The Joker you, doesn't have time for that. Like, you, he's too busy trying to thwart no, no, Batman. Joker, that's not Joker. Exactly. And I want you to lay out all of these knives on the ground. While I lie there While and I laugh. lie in them. Yeah. And, and that laugh. is the sort of thing that I have time for as the... It was a, like, I remember the best thing I ever heard about Jared Leto's Joker. I'm not the first person to say this, and I've heard it hundreds of times, but he looks like somebody who's trying to become friends or be recognized by Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. He's like, look at me. I've got the hair. I've got the jet. Like, I've got this, like, I know part of the gang now and it's someone that, like, Heath Ledger's Joker could be like, shoot probably in the head on the spot and keep walking. Like, not even talk to. That's actually, like, yeah. I, and it's the no, most apt description I've heard. It's like, that is incredibly It's like a celebrity apt. dressing up as the Joker for Halloween but yeah, trying I, to be sexy and, like, Oh, my six pack's still on display. And he's like, "Don't what? I, I, what about my grill? Don't you like my grill?" It's like, "What? Why does he have a grill? Like, this oh. is yeah, yeah. Was, my grill has the word teeth tattooed on it." Yeah, are people going to understand their teeth? Do you reckon Jarolito has um, rock star slash actor tattooed on his chest? Oh, I think one oh, ball each. No, probably on his dick actually. Oh, I think yeah, one perfect. ball each. I think rock star on one ball and actor on the other ball. What's oh, Oscar winner on the dick. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oscar nominated on the underside and then Oscar winner on the top in slightly darker fun because it's newer. He crossed out, nominated, yeah. winner. Um, if he never won that Oscar, I guarantee you he would never be playing the Joker. It was no, Warner Brothers know, doing, right, like, right. who's a white male actor who's won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor recently? Get him on board. But he's also a character actor. I mean, like, I, I think after yeah. he won uh, the Oscar for it was Dallas, Dallas Buyers. Buyers Club, you know, yeah. He'd only done was... a movie, I think, four years before then, too, where he was Lennon's uh, assassinator and... 
Whoop, oh, yeah. Gained like and 30. And he gained a whole bunch of weight and it was just a total box office. And it was, no, it was yeah. a straight to DVD release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> like, right, yeah. It's Come called on. method acting, you jerks. <laughs> Respect talent when you see Respect it. Respect and then get it tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> I've got Jared Leto fan on my chest. <laughs> um, so did you hear that DC, um, had, that, like Ben Affleck has like, come out and said that Deathstroke is going to be like the main antagonist in the Not Batman only has movie. he come out, he... Fuck Deathstroke. I he hate Deathstroke. filmed the monitor of whatever they were shooting on Justice League because they're in England right now shooting Justice League. Shot the monitor, but I mean... The first thing that ran through my mind was like, fuck, how desperate are Warner Brothers and DC where they're like the only shining light in your failed shared universe? Even though he's very problematic and a lot of complaints, Ben Affleck seems to be the only thing everyone goes, well, he's not bad. He's, he's pretty not good. terrible. Yeah. Why don't we get the actor who has like a bunch of motherfucking followers to film? That, 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 you could tell it was completely orchestrated is what I'm getting at. As they were like, Ben, throw us a bone. Everybody hates buddy, us. Zach. Film a monitor, and you can even tell it's not him. It's like his intern's intern, just going. Ugh, Kevin this. Smith. Yeah, it's Kevin Smith. <laughs> it's Kevin Smith, it's Kevin Smith yes. with uh, Jay Jason Mewes. But yeah, but uh, I mean, that like looks like I thought it was CG footage from Arkham Origins. That's the I first thing I thought it. when I, I saw it. it. I was I like, this is Arkham Origins because this thing walks out and just goes and starts looking around like some kind of like CG character villain. I yeah. think I, I think with well, with all this sort of you know. Um, Gorilla sort of style marketing that DC loves. Uh, <laughs> they love so much. Here's a trailer at Comic Con. Don't film it. Oh, you filmed it. We're going to be angry at you. Oh remember? dear, yeah. No, We're going to punish you. Exactly, but it, you know, it, it, it is slightly distressing. Um, the more their films bomb, because I sort of think, well, God, you know, it, I, we're sort of selling this, this kind of kind of sort of crap and this 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 hype and. Why? It's like a terrible. It's like a. It's like a, a, a washing machine that's that's full of uh, sewage. You know, yeah. like that just keeps going round and round and round. Um, and and, and the, like when you do, when you do something with Batman, you have like like no joke seventy five years worth of source material to go back and be inspired yeah, by. Yeah. But all they're inspired by is the video games. Oh, like, right now it's just straight it's up Arkham it's so, Asylum. It's so irritating. It's the like, most brutal. Not even Arkham core. Asylum, like Arkham Knight or Arkham Origins. Yeah, that's like, it. Yeah. It's the most like, brutal, like monster, like we always call it, the monster, monster energy, energy version Batman. of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Like the most brutally strong. Everything's like bursting. Like the most like elongated breasts. Like everything's yeah. like so but, sexual. But I always get like you know like you, even though they've, they've burned us more than any other company has in the last couple of years. Like, you know, DC and Warner just keep fucking us when it comes to movies. Uh, every new one, I'm like, oh, a little bit of hope. Maybe Wonder Woman will be good. And especially with Batman, I was like, you know, Jeff Johns is writing it with Ben Affleck. You know, he's done some good comics. He certainly knows the character of Batman and what he would, wouldn't do. Ben Affleck cares about Batman. You do get that sense. Like, sure. you do oh, get yeah. the sense he actually is like, I want to do a good Batman. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
But like my mine and several other people's biggest criticism of, of these DC movies is just that they're so relentlessly dark and always aimed they're joyless, at, they're joyless, joyless they're and so always joyless. aimed yeah. at uh, at like you know just like boring adult male audiences only. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna try and buck that trend, hopefully, and do something you know like because Batman's. Like parade of uh, of rogues is like pretty colourful. They're but, the best rogues. But Deathstroke is like rogues money combined. the most gloomy, boring. He's like a shitty mercenary. He's like Deadpool without jokes. And he's yeah. also like, like Deadshot. Like, what's the difference between Deathstroke and Deadshot? Okay. And also the, the comic exactly. book fan in me will. <laughs> no, but I mean, like from a casual so film oh, viewer, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the difference between one mask guy? Yeah, but also being an assassin versus another mask. Well, no, exactly Deathstroke has right. a sword, like, you guys. He's got a sword. Yeah, but but you know, you're exactly right. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, when I first uh, discovered like DC movies. Uh, it was with with Batman Returns. That was, I think, the first DC movie I saw at the cinema. Ninety two, baby. And um, what a year to be alive! Oh, it was, it was amazing. And it's a great film. I yeah, still think to I this was, day, I it's was, a great like, interpretation of Batman. It's true, but I knew nothing. It's I knew an nothing about, and that's valid. I knew nothing about a, a Catwoman or, or a Penguin or a, you know any of the sort of ex- external Batman sort of characters. I knew nothing about those those characters until I saw that film and immediately fell in love mm. with them all and and it was such a fun uh, you know it was definitely of its time but it was such an amazing sort of representation of those characters and I sort of think well it's god what, what, do, what do what you know the, these sort of Paper cutout characters of, of uh, that just sort of uh, as we say so humorless, and it's not like Marvel's doing the best job at, at creating uh, villains either. No, but their movies I, have no like really middle beginning or end. It's just kind of like here is it. But particularly with villains, that's yeah. like yeah, like the, 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 the one criticism that I that I can't try and like. Oh, Marvel villains Marvel is shit. Before, the yeah. only good time they've had a villain was in Civil War, I think, where the villain was Tony Stark or Captain America. Yeah, where the villain and was Loki, the hero. Sort Loki's of thing, yeah. good. Guys, Loki. I don't think Loki has like to me. He's not worked yet because he's just in and out, and for some reason he just. I don't. I have a lot of problems with Loki in Avengers. Right. I don't think his introduction in Thor leads him to being like zapping. I have a lot of problems with the Avengers films, like right. zapping Sam Jackson and Hawkeye, and just being like, "Ooh, I'm bad." Like I really don't think Loki gets enough of a backstory as the god of mischief. Like you don't get that from the first Thor movie. You just get he's like a jealous brother. Right. I don't know. That's just, and why would he pair with these aliens? Tom Hiddleston is a babe. Yeah, and he might be the next James <laughs> Bond, but that doesn't mean that he's a weak-ass villain. In a <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, take like, notice yeah. from Josh Brolin. Like yeah, Ronan in the in the uh, uh, Guardians movie is terrible. Um, Every villain. Malekith in Thor two is terrible. Yeah. Um, Every yeah. villain. In Every, yeah, pretty yeah, much. There's, there's never really been a memorable one. But Ultron was good, except the rest of the movie was shit. Uh, Ultron didn't like. Ultron as a villain was good, but I thought the entire movie was bad around him. Ultron should have been introduced films earlier. Like, the thing that I still hate about Avengers 2 is where that throwaway line of um, Bruce Banner is going, oh, you know that Ultron program you made a few years ago? Yeah, now it's starting to get bad. And it was just the first time we ever, ever in a, I think at that stage, like 11 movie series, they mentioned the Ultron program. And I was like, oh, that's pretty weird. Even for Marvel, who was so, like, gang-ho about... You know, settings, lo- continuity, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I found that pretty lazy. I said, yeah, and, and no, I do agree, but I, I, I still almost feel like, oh, you know, Ultron is probably the, you know, the best villain Marvel's had, um, but also it 
so unthreatening, really, at the end of the day. Like, it's... Uh, CG Army, here we go. Yeah, it is very, you know, I liked the whole Pinocchio uh, analogy, but really, like, quite... You got it in the trailer, and that dull, was it. like, the, you yeah. know, yeah, he, he was more threatening in the trailer than he I was didn't care, because... Tony Stark and Ultron had no relationship until that film. Yeah. So I was not like, oh, this is your son that you've got. Like, I did not feel that at all. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, boring, 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 boring. Terminator ripoff. It, it, it gave us Civil War two after that, and I, I, I forgive, gave, gave I forgive Marvel for Age of Ultron because Civil War two was like no, everything. Civil War. You're everything. thinking of the comics. Sorry, fuck Civil War. I'm reading yeah. at the moment the big Marvel event is Civil War two, right. which is shocking. Yeah. It's really bad, but I well, have another so obvious. They just put a two at the end of a like a well-known and, entity. And people even make jokes in that. Uh, by the way, there are people playing pool around us right now. Uh, they're, it's they're, just like the Avengers in Age of Ultron where they're playing pool, hanging out at Tony's apartment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. What were we talking about before we uh, started talking about Marvel movies? DC. DC. Problematic. Oh. Of course. Batman Returns. It's a natural yes, segue. But like, so those Schumacher movies that came after the Burton Batmans yeah. get kind of... Only title. because Burton left to do Superman Lives, which, which is everyone big, loves, which no one had ever seen, but <laughs> was the big Nick Cage vehicle. And yeah. you know, there's a great doco out there called the. I actually kickstarted it. Whatever happened that. to the Man of Tomorrow? Yeah. Say, have you watched it? Uh, no, <laughs> I kickstarted it. And I, I didn't kickstart it. I've watched it. How's and that I happen? Do have not watched it, which is a terrible. Trick. It's worth watching. It's mm. an amazing doco about what the fuck she happened knows. to Tim Burton. She knows. Well, she, she gave it money. You paid. I just watched. She's your already revenue. on board. I watched One point. You're welcome. Point eight of a second of that movie is yours, that and is I true. loved it. But the Schumacher Batman movies, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, always get the blame for like killing superhero movies for a decade or however long. And it was a long was. time; it was literally three years. It was oh, 1997 it was when Batman and Robin came out, and, and then in 2000, X Men came out. Like, right, yeah. sure. it wasn't that long. But I would much rather watch the Schumacher Batman movies before you know, I watch Suicide Squad. At least Gotham again. looks iconic. Yeah, like I know nothing about this new Gotham in the new DC universe. At least they have. The Schumacher films had these massive, bizarre statues where their car chases were going up and down and, like, stupid globe. Give me a bat credit card over a Batman with a gun any give day. Me, yeah, give me a bat credit card over a Batman who, within eight minutes, can go from your worst friend to your best friend. Well, you know, I also think that it's really unfair that, that, that anyone pre-X-Men uh, was credited with destroying the superhero genre because X-Men really was the film... Uh, Brian Singer's original X Men was the film that that created single-handedly the, uh, the comic book movie as it stands. Like, so we did have the Batman movies, but they were an anomalies. There was were, nothing else were, at the they time. Were fun. We had exactly. Spawn. We had one. Other, like, there wasn't a lot. Of the Phantom. Like, a lot of underperforming D grade films. And even then, they were they were you know they were sort of fantastical uh, Tim Burton. M- Style. Well, they we were Tim Burton movies. The grounded. Yeah, which and, and Chris we didn't, Nolan took and then ran with. Well, like, yeah, yeah, and exactly. And then Brian Singer comes along and, and and sort of says, "All right, we we it's time that we take superheroes seriously." So put them in leather. Cast an unknown called Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, like at that time, Anna Packham was a bigger actor than Hugh Jackman. I know, isn't that That's crazy? That's pretty amazing to think about. To think about. Yeah. And now she's not even in the X Men movies. No, she's in the row cut of films. Like they cut her out explicitly, Uh, and you have to buy a version of it with her in it. Um, So to bring it full circle, what we'd be talking about at the start of the episode, we 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 talk about DC a lot. We talk about the bizarre, angry fanboy reaction to the critics' like bad reviews of those movies, and you've been on the receiving end of those same angry fanboys after writing a good review 
I, and you know, we talk about those kind of people a lot on the show. What is it like being at the receiving end of, of their, their hate? Uh, being at the receiving end of... Uh, well, I mean, I think that, like, for me, I take it all with a grain of salt now. Um, when I, as I said, when I first started, it was it was uh, in 2012. It started at IGN. It, 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 it was hard. It was uh, difficult to, to. I took everything much more personally than I do now. So basically, I I found it funny. I found it um, a little sad. The the main reason that I found it sad was just because it it was so gendered. The criticism was so gendered, and it would sure. have been nice, like for people who disagree with my review to actually just say I disagree with everything that you're saying and not say uh, get back to the kitchen or yeah, fire this bitch IGN fire this yeah. bitch or she slipped her way to the top um, wow. and frequently the, the, the criticism that is directed towards me is, is really gendered uh, when people disagree with my opinion and that is really that's a real shame like I, if, if you disagree with me then just tell me that you disagree with me, but don't. Uh, well, don't tell don't me. Bring my gender and gender. Just disagree. It. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always welcome feedback, and I'll always respond to to, to, to actual criticism. Um, but yeah, when when it, when you sort of like, oh well, you're a woman, so therefore you're wrong. Uh, you're you. It's a weak weak standpoint. Yeah. So we everyone at this table, we love video games, we love comic books, we love movies based on both those things when they're good. What's one um, thing we love more than all of those? Which I wasn't seeking to that, but what were you going to seek to? Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo, sure. But we'll get to Nintendo soon because okay. uh, Lucy, Lucy is a, a tragic Nintendo fan as well, I think. This is why, yeah, uh, sorry. That's what you're going But the biggest problem in all those scenes is, is this, this mob of, of, of angry dudes that is, you know... Entitled uh, angry people. They're like, identify as a gamer and as sexist. Those are their like two big things. Yeah. How do we move past that? How do you solve that problem? Well, I think, you know, that's a really hard question. I think maybe two years ago I would have answered that confidently, but considering that... What would have you said two years ago? Well, I think two years ago I would have just been like, it's time to actually accept that we all have a voice and that... uh, Because 51% of gamers are still female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I probably would have brought up statistics like that. Uh, But, you know, I think this year in particular, you know, with the rise of... (laughs) Certain politicians and in, in, uh, in both America is politician, and, and Australia, uh, a fan of walls <laughs> is what? Sorry, they're a fan of walls, like maybe architectural, oh, yes, or yes. Um, perhaps yes, for yes. protection. I mean, or that is know, certain poli- politicians, but, and, and sure. a, you know, certain uh, movements in, in, in politics. You know, it's disheartening, and I, I certainly don't have the spirit of. Um, everything's going to be fine that I used to have uh, if I'm being completely honest but I have come to realise that there is an amazing group of people uh, online and, and the, most of the people who read my stuff are actually very normal and um, lovely mm. uh, right. and so you know I, I'm more about these days uh, I'm less about trying to change people's minds and more about just like well if you uh Smart. If you're along for if the you're, ride, if like you're, well, if you're, you know, if you're, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel that people who are going to disagree with me based on my gender, I'm not going to change their minds. And and ninety five percent of the people angry 
and this isn't just you know related directly to, to your article. Like, they're just you know, angry. Or, or like you know they, they haven't actually read the fucking article. Yeah, they've either said seen someone else talk about it and and, and respond reacted to their their response. Yeah, or they've just seen the number and then your name. Yeah. And then said something about yeah. it. They're just boom. The the boomers of video games or movies. Like they're just like I don't like the change. Yeah. How dare you do this to something which was once sacred to me? And the thing everybody forgets is like the original's still there. Like yeah. watch it. Yeah. It's still there. Celebrate it. In fact, it's probably it's probably more popular than the new one. Like don't you know? People have to understand the marketing cycle, the hype cycle of any new product, especially when it infringes on their like original beloved thing it has to happen but then once the dust settled like both are still available and just you know well I, and, and I also think you know we saw a really toxic backlash to, to Ghostbusters which has um, just fed the, the 2016 Ghostbusters which is really fed into um, I mean let's say for the record Ghostbusters 2 not a brilliant film no everybody can agree on that it fine film it. okay not a great movie and I think a lot of people forget that yeah. I think a lot yeah, of people we, forget totally that Ghostbusters 2 isn't that good I, I would say it's not good it's no you know what I think there's some redeeming parts I still think it's pretty shitty but I have I think Columbia at the time which is now Sony i.e. putting the two on their on their goddamn patches on the side for me even as a kid I remember asking my parents being like why do they have two on the side why are they aware of the fact that this is a sequel and like Still to this day, having no good answers. <laughs> like, that's problematic. Yeah, that's why you didn't like the Ghostbusters movie that came out this year. You were hoping they were going to finally answer why they had to. Well, I was hoping it had a vagina or a tampon. <laughs> so I knew it was a different... No, no, I'm joking. I was just like... I did find that problematic, though, that they used the same Ghostbuster logo, etc. I thought it was like, just do something new. Right. Do something different. At least two had the balls to do that. Sure. <laughs> do that. So the, the, the backlash that the Ghostbusters got... Well, no, I just I, I feel that you know it was definitely like uh, it fueled somehow bizarrely. Uh, you know, if you if you pay enough attention to the internet, you start to realize certain patterns. And it, 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 or maybe I'm just like a conspiracy theorist, and I'm incredibly paranoid. But I did notice that a lot of the people that were really vehemently against uh, go, the the new Ghostbusters also identified as as being politically conservative, and and you know just. Who wanted to sort of believe that it was somehow part of some grand uh, social justice warrior movement conspiracy? Uh, and that's what I mean by saying vehemently against it. I don't mean vehemently against it uh, because they thought that these women's talents could be better put uh, to use elsewhere or that, that Paul Fee could was better off doing another project. They were vehemently against it because it was women taking over their... Uh, uh, traditionally male, uh, you know, these, these male roles. Exterminated. That's the word I was looking for 40 minutes ago. Exterminated. Definitely pest yeah, inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you sort of no- notice this, this terrible sort of pattern of, of, of men just being furious at women uh, treading on their territory, so to speak. Um, and, yeah, I did. I, I, you do notice a correlation between conservatism and, and certainly online conservatism uh, with with a general hatred of of and what's interesting the is the original Ghostbusters was like not thought of I think as like a conservative type of film like you'd yeah. think the people that liked that would have been kind of the opposite like it's a bit kooky it's a bit different like it's a stra- it's not your straight up normal no, comedy or your no straight up normal sci-fi there's no walls so it was interesting to see these people who were like oh I thought you were quite left of centre 
being like... Well, oh. they, but they were also defending a sort of knockabout uh, 80s uh, sexism, which is like something that I would never hold against the original Ghostbusters uh, as, a, as a massive fan of, of the movie myself. Uh, of and, and certainly I was a huge fan of the movie growing up and I continue to be a huge fan, but uh, a lot of their... It's a so product of its time. It's definitely a product yeah. of its time, and, and you know, uh, eighty three was uh, yeah, it was yeah, uh, you like, know, but it's, 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 over, it's, it's over even like Hans, Han Solo, like Pardon? Han Solo is dis- is kind of gross rewatching those movies now. Is he? He is. No, Lando Calrissian's grosser. <laughs> but you know, there there are, there are certain sort of there are definitely you know there. Venkman is a product of its time, and and I sort of think that. He has a bastard charm, maybe. It is, yeah, but it's very, it's very strange to sort of see that opening scene. Th- him th- where he's like shooting the guy against, you know. Yeah. He's th- like, oh, you've read the wrong thing. I'm shocking you, and he's like, how do you like? It's so, it's hilarious. But there are dudes. There are dudes who sort of hold on to that as like, you know, that's, that's why. Ideal, that's man. why Ghostbusters was great. Was because of these, you know, absolutely forgetting that it was great for a. a a number of reasons that had nothing Special to do effects, with great song. Rick, yeah, yeah. Rick Moranis was the key master. That meant his dick. I've got a dick. I'm Rick Moranis. I'm a <laughs> Ghostbuster. I hate yeah, Kate McKinnon. I mean, imagine was there was a lot of identifying film. with Rick Moranis. Moranis was amazing in that film. He, he was. was. He was so good. He was like the one person that I really wanted to see show up. Yeah, same. He refused to do acting. He's like retired from acting years ago and he refuses to do yeah, He makes country albums now. Yeah. Respect. You know what? He dodged a, a, a certain type of bullet. I think it, he has more integrity for not appearing in that film. Yeah, he was sued into it like uh, Bill Murray. He's holding out for the Honey Eyes Drunk the Kids remake. Yeah, that's it. Kids, I blew up the dad. <laughs> wow, what a what a reversal! Um, so let's talk about Nintendo. And it's about time. <laughs> Nintendo, did you grow up playing Nintendo like we did? Um, no, I, I'm 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 in a sort of possibly a different. Uh, position to you guys. I grew up, my first ever uh, video game machine was a Game Boy, the original 1989 Game oh, Boy. Wow. Uh, which Same, my grandma bought me when I uh, visited her in the UK because my mom's British. And um, so that was the first ever thing I ever played. But my first ever home console was a Sega Mega Drive. So I am a strange uh, mixture of someone that grew up with Nintendo and grew up with Sega, but I suppose I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up in the golden era. So I had the opposite. I had a Nintendo, Nintendo and a Game Gear. I had an right. NES and SNES, and I didn't get a Game Boy until the Game Boy Pocket. Right. And only because my parents were like, "Why do you want something that's black and white and not backlit?" They yeah. were like, "We, you know, this is actually a superior product." And I was like, "I know it is, but no one makes games for it." <laughs> Echo the Dolphin sucks, mom and dad. Yeah. But, you know, I think because the Game Boy was my first ever console, well, handheld console at least, I felt a, a very strong affinity with the with with Nintendo. Yeah. Um, even though I was, I was, if you would brand me if, if in the console wars, I'd be a Sega kid. Sure. So Nintendo definitely relies on that nostalgia yeah. these days. I mean, take a look at their Amiibo lineup. Everything is a character. 80% of them are characters that are 25 years old. You yeah. Know. Um, as someone that hasn't that hasn't like you know grown up with those home, home consoles, do you have that that love of the characters, or do you purely see it as like you know reviewing each game for the game as opposed to the the, the memories that come along with it? Like when a Mario Galaxy comes out, do you just go, "I'm going to play this as Mario Galaxy"? Or are you like, "How can I play it as Mario Galaxy when there's like 30 years of the platform game behind it?" 
I think like I no, I think I think for me like it's really interesting because I do have a strange tug of nostalgia for Nintendo's characters, but um, I don't know half of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I like never, I didn't play Star Fox Zero. I didn't play. You, you know, missing oh, out on. You didn't miss out on anything not playing Star well, Fox but, Zero. Well, but, but but missing out on um on on um the. You didn't play the, the original Nintendo like Lila Wars. I didn't Wars, have a, I didn't I didn't have a GameCube. Like sure. I didn't have a 64. I didn't have a GameCube. I didn't have a, a, a SNES. So therefore. You know, I, I've missed out on some seminal Nintendo games, and therefore I've missing, I'm missing out on some Super seminal Metroid, Nintendo. Your Earthbounds, you yeah, know, yeah. Like all, all Smash I, Brothers. I played none of those games. I was a Sega, Sega kid. But um, miss your Dreamcast. <laughs> well, what's amazing is that I, um, I still feel this strange nostalgia tug for almost characters that I didn't even know. Because they're just omnipresent, aren't they? Like, they're there every well, it's, iteration it is, of any Nintendo console. But it, 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 it honestly does come back to that Game Boy. Like, it does come back to the fact that the... Like, all I, those characters played, were on there. You had Kirby, you had Mario, I, you Kirby, had Metroid, had Mario, you had everybody. Exactly. Like, yeah. I had all of those games on my original Game Boy, so I feel a very strong affinity with those characters. But yes, I did also miss out on this whole uh, secondary bunch of characters that yeah. were introduced with the, with those with those consoles. So, yeah, it's a weird place to be, actually, for me. Um, I'm not quite sure where I sit in the Nintendo fandom, but I certainly, like, continue to purchase every single console. Like, there was a tweet of yours recently, and you were like, I will buy an NX. Oh, yes. Irregardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will buy the, the I will And we buy all, the everyone NX. here at this table is going to be buying that. And we oh, don't yes. even know what the hell... And, like, it's supposed to come out in, like, four months or Dude, something. They're stupid. doing a Nintendo Direct in, like, two days' time. Is that it? But it's not about the, the NX. Oh, no. It's about their 3DS I love lineup. the fact they do press releases saying that this new Direct is not going to be about this. But it's just, like, they bamboozle me. And all, all for the better. Like, keep me, keep me guessing. Keep me guessing, but then like, with a good payoff at the end. Don't keep me guessing and then reward. Don't reward my curiosity with crap. I don't know. Maybe they're just adapting. I mean, think of like smartphones, and we don't know about like an operating system. A lot of the time, it'll come out like a week later after it's announced, and we all got it. I mean, maybe it's a step towards that. Like, I was reading a really interesting piece this week about when the SNES came out, and there are, and a lot of. At that time, there was no such thing as a video game console cycle. So, like, the Atari was around, the Sega was around, the Nintendo was around, but there wasn't such a thing as, like, the four- or five-year cycle. Yeah. So the NES had only started getting popularity in the early 90s, and then in 92 in the States, when they announced the Super NES, video games weren't even a huge industry then to the fact where the console wasn't even readily available until the end of the year, and a lot of parents who were the authority in huge inverted commas, were like, no, it's a scam. It's just the same console. It doesn't look better. It, like, there was no such thing as like E3 or things. And I think we're just part of this like bizarre generation where we're like, we know every stat, we know every figure. But it was, it, yeah, it's a crazy article. I've got to share it. And it was awesome. And it was just like, parents actually thought the SNES was just like a scam. Like, there's no such thing as 16-bit graphics. This is a lie. There's no such thing as, what was the uh, 07 scaling or... Mode 7 scaling And it was just like There's no such thing as that This is all a lie It's the same console Shut up You're going to keep your Nintendo But now it's just like <laughs> Parents are the ones Lining up to be like Oh I want the PS4 Or yeah, the PS3 it. it was really interesting Yeah What the fuck do you think The NX is going to be? 
I mean, I you know, I I I've read the rumors. Um, I do think that it's going to be cartridge based. I do think that it's going to like be like a DS cartridge style, smaller. I I don't know. Will you have to blow in the cartridge before you put it in? The I console? hope so. <laughs> I think you know. I think that also like cartridges um, have come a long way from what we think you of can when fit we think a lot on a cartridge right now. like you know cartridges are very different from what they used to be when we were growing up yeah um, I mean look at what 3DS cartridges look like now I mean like you know it's a very different beast um, and you can fit a lot more on a cartridge now than you used to be able to uh, I do think that it will be some sort of iteration or variation or elaboration on what they were trying to do with the uh, with the Wii U, so I do think it's going to be some sort of a handheld thing. Um, but what that will actually look like, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. So yeah, I mean, I you know, I think that like I really do hope that it's it's all about going back to basics um, a little bit more, and 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 obviously I I am a firm believer that Nintendo is not trying to, and I don't think anyone believes that Nintendo is trying to keep up with the trend Sony or Microsoft like it's just not it's not a technology company it's but they don't need to they have so much in cash money like they're, they're their own big, beast there's such yeah. a big group of people who think they do need to though who think that like that's the only way that Nintendo the thing is what's funny is Sony and Microsoft in the scheme of things I mean even starting from 1890 card factory like they're just a blip on Nintendo's radar like video game consoles is still only a third of Nintendo's life cycle so far. Like, they were games, they were toys, they were, like, wooden toys. Like, they were, like, sex hotels for a small yeah, amount of time. Yeah, like, it's still just, you know, they just happened to get a great... Well, no, they didn't happen to get a great... Like, they had great developers, had great people who could imagine game. Like, you know, they're... Yeah, they're the Disney, they're whatever. Like, they're always going to be around in some capacity. Yeah. What, what do you want the NX to be? I think no. I I actually think that I want it to be what I just described. I, the I, hybrid, I, you know, handheld. I, yeah, I want it to be. I do want it to be a sort of some sort of an elaboration on a handheld device. So I do want it to be cartridge based. I want it to be completely different to the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four, and I, I want it to be completely different to a PC. I want it to be. Something completely new because that is what Nintendo has always delivered for me. Uh, ever they've since earned that as well, I think. They I think have, they've definitely yeah, earned that to the point like, where no one would be like, "Oh, that's classic Nintendo trying to be." It's just like, no, of course they are doing this. Yeah, and like you know, I would prefer Nintendo to go out as many people have predicted for many, many years. I prefer Nintendo to go out in a blaze of glory doing something completely messed up and different. That they believe in. uh, That they Uh, believe in, that Nintendo believes in, than just trying to compete with... Uh, with the the big the big boys, I so think we know like, from this point there's never going to be a Nintendo console anytime in this generation, which has a traditional col- controller as the base controller. They're, they're yeah. not going to do ports of other games. Like it's going to be a Nintendo experience, and I think the Wii U might have been the harsh reminder of that. And maybe this time it could be a more of a. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, here's what we do best. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we're going to buy a day one. We all, like, we're, yeah. everyone at this table is, regardless of if they were bankrupt at the time, I'd still be, and they were like, we're not making any games for this. I'd be like, I, I still got to get it. But I don't know. I just think, I think 
I think it could be good. I'm hoping so. I, I just want to know what the fuck it is. I'm, well, I'm past the point of like... The reason it makes me think it's like maybe... The only clues we've got, I think, and the most important thing is the Breath of the Wild, where originally, obviously, it was a Wii U game. Heavily used the gamepad in the early iteration, I think we saw in 2013 or 14, where the map was here. Everything was there. Have you played that yet? Yeah. You have? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I played it E3. Was it great? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was, it's open world Zelda. It's completely... It's what we've wanted. Yeah, it, it, it's very... It's, uh, I mean, I played for 30 minutes or uh, maybe less. I don't remember. It was, it was the longest demo that you could have. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And it, it was also sort of suggestive of, of a game that will definitely take over all our lives. Great. Yeah. That's only a good thing. That's good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, the original version used the gamepad, I remember, and Nintendo have said this, or they've confirmed this, is they use the gamepad as like a second screen, but in this latest iteration, which was at A3 and other games, that's no longer the case, and there's a map on the hub map on the screen, yeah. and it's basically, to me, it's saying like, well, this new console, which they're obviously kind of developing it for in mind, is not about that second screen so much. It's all about the controller and what's on screen, and I'm kind of like... That's a good thing. Yeah, it, but it, you know, it's sad for the Wii U. It's very much like a um, a, a Twilight Princess kind of scenario happening all over again. Yeah, that's the problem. We've never got a Nintendo game. A Zelda uh, sorry, game. a Zelda game for the Wii U. Yeah, we never got a like. We actually got Skyward Sword for Wii, which was you know people either love it or hate it. But we never. The sad thing about this console, we never got a Soul Zelda game for the Wii U, and yeah, I think that's true. a problem. Like, we got two remasters and a whatever it is. No, Weird. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, and that's the problem. It's a tragedy. It's yeah. a tragedy. It's the only Nintendo console we never got an intended Zelda title for. Lucy, you have to play a lot of games. Like, you pretty much have to play everything, right? You, 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 do you have a particular favorite kind of game overall? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't play everything because that would, that I would go insane. Um, and fortunately, our team is big enough... Um, worldwide that I don't have to do that but I try and stay on top of of, of, of of everything so I will try and taste everything and I think you know maybe you guys are the same like you know you want to you want to try you want to one drunken hour yeah, like, oh, a drunken hour <laughs> a drunken hour of No Man's Sky is, is, is fine for me um, no I, I'm my favourite thanks always, you much <laughs> one <laughs> drunken hour <laughs> my favourite sort of genre has always been horror right um, sure and uh, what, Resident Evils, your uh, yeah, Silent Resident Hills, Evil, Silent Hills, yeah. anything you know. I, I was music. I was devastated when when Silent Hills. I know was oh was PT cancelled. demo. Come on, come yeah, on. that was that was an, an incredible. That's the biggest demo. tragedy I think of the current generation of video games. It's the true. fact we're never going to see Silent Hills. Yeah, such a tragedy. Like I'm never going to delete or erase my no, PS4. I'm, I'm, just because I have PT Demo on there, I would delete every other thing around it if I'm saving space. I'm never going to delete that demo. I, I'm exactly the same. But I guess also, you know, my taste, my taste in games is, is evolving all the time. Like, I, I am heavily, heavily, heavily invested in, in, in Overwatch, and I've been playing Overwatch since, uh, since it yeah. was released. How good, yeah. And, Overwatch um, is incredible. One game that I bought early this year that I'm still playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm regularly. exactly the same. And I guess I never really expected, my, like, I, I'd sort of, I never expected it's to enjoy it. It's such a well-made it. game. And it's made from the right place. Like, they love it. And yeah. it shows in this. I, I think it's just such a great, like, I was never a FPS player. I was never a 
you know, like a Team Fortress style well, especially player. like a, like, you know, I've, I've, I've always been sort of into single player first person shooter experiences, Same. but I'd never actually. You know what it was that sold it for me? The okay, poster of the characters. The... Yeah. And I was like, true. this looks great. This reminds me of like Rare in the heyday or something yeah. like that. And I, I, I think it's such a well made game. Yeah. And I never feel too challenged. Like, I never feel like I'm inadequate. And it's just, it's such a good game. Yeah. And I keep going back to it and I'll be like, wake up early and be like oh I'll do half an hour before work yep. or something. I'm exactly the same so Nothing. like right right now I'm juggling Overwatch, Overwatch and I'm have juggling I played it for one drunken hour at your house, at house. and it wasn't into it <laughs> see that's your problem yeah. uh, who, who, it, it, who I, do you I, usually play as Diva is she the, the waifu pillar with guns or the tree no, she's good. Uh, Diva's amazing. She's like in the Evangelion-esque. Yeah, she's the pro gamer with the mech. She's the South right. Korean. She's the, the one I was. You know, when you're the tiny girl and you jump out when your mech gets destroyed and you can go... I actually interviewed her voice actress this morning. What's her big phrase again? The uh, well... I'm going to wreck it. Practice! No, what is it? Oh, uh, she's got a billion. I just can't think of what it is off the top of my head. But she was she was amazing. It was such a lovely interview. Oh, that's and, great! You know, it was certainly one of those like moments where I was like, God, my job is actually quite like not that I, you know, everyone has moments where it's sort of like ah, oh. but the, like I, I guess the the most exciting moments of my job were, is where I can interview people like that. Like, yeah, you know, I play her. That sounds so wrong. I play her all the time. <laughs> and you are now, <laughs> and to to you know, I got to chat to her this morning. It's great. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, does she play Overwatch? Nerf this. Nerf this, it's true, that's, that's it. it. That's Nerf this. Like, uh, Nerf this. Yeah, great phrase. What a great phrase. Uh, I interviewed her. Right. Where do they come up with this stuff? I interviewed her in Soldier 76, the, the guy, Fred, who plays Soldier 76. Oh, and, Soldier 76. And no, I did ask them both if they played Overwatch, and they were like, no, we prefer to watch other people play it. Um, I get that. So we, we, I, I totally get it as well. Echo and the Dolphin fan. Overwatch is great. I can't even imagine the stress of playing a play video on? game that... Well, I, I actually just I play on Xbox. Yep. Um, I also have the game on PS4, and I am going to finally, once I get my PC built, get it on play PC. It on PC as well. yeah. So I'll have all three platforms. Hey, what a dumb question! <laughs> what a dumb question! Sounds more like over the top watch, if you ask me. <laughs> what other games are you playing at the nice moment before we before we end the show? What's that? What well, I don't know. We should say that it's so loud in here yeah. um, with everyone playing playing pool instead of goddamn video games. We can't even hear ourselves ask each other questions. But what other games are you are you playing at the moment before um, we finish up? I'm playing the new Deus Ex. Yeah. So Is I just great? yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I um I I've always you know I've always loved the the world of Deus Ex. Uh, I am still very cynical about Adam Jensen as a character I think he is a, a, a you know a sort of the understudy of Neo from the Matrix uh, and I've had various discussions on, on, on Twitter and stuff about whether he uh, you know he is kind of this like terrible cardboard cut out of a new new metal kind of loving he's very neo-ish with the glasses well he is and he's just got that gruff voice and you know I've had people say well no you just don't understand him and blah 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 I think no I think I, I think I'm right it's the goatee that makes me a bit the goatee yeah he, and the awful jacket like, it's like it's designed by somebody who thought the ideal 
pinnacle of man peaked in 1989. It's true. And I'm just kind of like, no, things have changed. And then I look at Watch Dogs and I'm like, no, no video game really designers changed. have no idea what's going on. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I'm really enjoying the world. It's, um, you know, they do that that incredible set of game design where you, you know, you're piecing little puzzles together in a huge world. So you'll visit one area and get a little uh, tip off, and then you'll go to another area, and it's just, it just, it's the, you go down a rabbit hole in much the same way that Neo goes down the rabbit hole in the Matrix. Uh, but no, I'm 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 really enjoying it. It's a, it's a very good game. Amazing, cool. Well, it is getting louder and louder in here the longer our episode progresses. Do you actually record the podcast in a pub? Uh, no, we don't. Right? No, That's we the don't. Wow. That's the secret. We're like, let's try and do it, and yeah. now we find out why we. And now we realize why it doesn't work. Um, uh, but th- thank you so much for having me. And uh, yes. we can find you online. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's boringly at Luce O'Brien at L-U-C-E-O-B-R-I-E-N. And, of course, you can find the podcast on iTunes and uh, most of Lucy's articles are on IGN. All of them, probably. Uh, on iTunes and IGN, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can find HeyFam, Facebook.com slash yeah. hey podcast. Angus is at Jimmy Changus. Everywhere. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at LevDog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. I just want to say a big shout-out to everybody who went to the Sydney recording of Comedy Bang Bang and came up to say, hey, I like uh, Hey Fam. That was very nice. And if you use the promo code uh, 15 Hey Fam on the next episode, you'll get an extra bit. Oh, great. For those people who just were there. Just enter it in at the start of the episode. Just enter it at the start. You get a few, and few hot extra You get a few hot takes. A few more hot DC takes, I guess. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Hey Fam. Enjoy your morning. Have a great day. Enjoy your morning. Hey! Bam, 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 bam. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>